Hello, everybody. Welcome along to the Event Industry News Podcast. My name is James Dixon, and as always, I wish you a very good morning, afternoon, or evening, whenever or wherever you tune into today's EIN podcast from. Um, and uh, yeah, welcome along. It's, it's still very much summertime here in the UK. We're back to having a bit of decent weather today. And uh, I do like to put into context when we're recording these, because we're never quite sure when people are going to listen to them. Obviously, that's the way podcasts are consumed now, is, is never quite in, in the time that things go out. So today is Monday, the 1st of, of August, and uh, and on today's episode, we're going to be talking things, events for entrepreneurs. And my guest today is a first-time guest on the Event Industry News podcast. I'm delighted to introduce the founder of Hey Events, Tanik Hay, who joins the podcast today, as I said, for the first time. Tanik, welcome to the Event Industry podcast, and thank you for joining us. Hello, James. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to get started to uh, um, discuss all things, events and entrepreneurship. We've got uh, there's a little bit of a delay on the line today between myself and Tate. So um, if if there are a, a, a bit of a, a bit of a pause between the conversation, it's just the two of us allowing for that little bit of delay um, as we're communicating via the platform that we use to record the podcast. But um, as we said, we're going to be talking about events for entrepreneurs. Um, before we get into that, Tanique. It would be good, I suppose, to, to put into a bit of context um, your own professional background. Tell us a little bit about what you do, the founding of Hay Events and what Hay Events now does as a business. Yeah, so I've been um, working within the event industry for eight plus years. I did a degree at the University of Hertfordshire. I instantly fell in love um, with the course and everything about events management. And then I graduated in 2014, and then I entered into the world of um, venues and um, marketing. So I was mainly in um, the sales and events team, um, working in historic venues. So one was called the Royal Foundation St. Catharines, which was situated in Canary Wharf. Mm -hmm. And then the second one was um, 10 to 11 Carlton House Terrace, which is owned by the British Academy. Right. I had so many years of experience planning and managing events from weddings to films. Um, so Disney was my client. So Cruella, Cruella I don't know if anyone's seen Cruella course, or, yeah. or went to see it in the cinemas. Um, they were my client and they actually filmed at 10 to 11 Cardinals Terrace. This was in 2019, just before the global <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> um, but it was an amazing experience, a two-day exclusive hire of the whole venue it was just from start to finish i helped with the logistics and on management which was <laughs> and, um, and and how did hay events come about then um because obviously you are tanique hay it is hay event it's and your in business 2018 i thought do you know what i Yeah, so it's my business. So in 2018, I had a light bulb moment, as all entrepreneurs do. And I was like, do you know what? I absolutely love what I do. And I would align my passion, purpose and skills um, to start my own events management company. And for me, building a company is all in a legacy, which is why I've put Hay in Hay Events, which is my surname. And it's more of building a legacy for my future family as well as my next generation to support and ensure Hay Events is still up and running live and um, once I move on and it can still be running by my friends by my family and so yeah so in 2018 I created Hey Events which Hey Events helps 
and small business owners plan impactful events to increase their brand awareness grow their community and boost sales so i did create in 2018 a events but i didn't officially launch it until 2020 so yes lockdown happened i was like oh my god at the time i was still at 10 to 11 carlton house terrace um so during the time of lockdown i really utilized that time to really elevate my um virtual event management skills because virtual events was completely new to me. Um, I love in-person events, so I didn't know nothing about virtual events. So I utilized that time within 2020 and 2021 to really hone in on virtual events and hybrid events. And yeah, um, to date, uh, January 2022, I officially left my nine to five job and I've gone in Hay events, helping entrepreneurs and small business owners. Uh, and I suppose that the first thing that, that, that interests me about that is that you are here today and we're going to talk about the power of events for entrepreneurs and how your events business helps entrepreneurs but you yourself are an entrepreneur so i suppose you're coming at this maybe with a, a double-edged sword in that respect um well, why was it important for you to sort of maybe target um entrepreneurs specifically and small small businesses uh, did, did you see an opportunity for businesses who maybe had not considered running or planning events previously and, and how they could utilize, you know, the power of events for their own businesses where previously they maybe had not done so. Yeah, I saw there was a big gap in the market to support entrepreneurs and small businesses, given that, yes, like you said, I am an entrepreneur myself. So I thought there's no one out there supporting entrepreneurs to elevate their brand to be seen and heard in front of their target audience both online and offline and i also did marketing research as well before we launched hey events and really got into understanding whether there's a need for my services for entrepreneurs and small business owners and i found that there is a huge need for it and it's very a niche sector and i'm happy that i niche down into this sector because it's amazing to see transformations of clients businesses through using the power of event strategy in order for them to elevate their brand so um i could have gone down through or conferences i was like no do you know what let me find what i'm really passionate about and who i am as a person which i am an entrepreneur and small business owner and let me help those in need um of full mm. event management and is it support. is it event management support do, do you see events for small businesses being their own events that they are running for their clients is it allowing those small businesses maybe to participate in things like trade shows and conferences that maybe they've not uh, participated in before um it, it can be i suppose both of those things is there any sort of particular avenue that you tend to guide clients down or could it be both of those things that i just mentioned Yeah, so it's both of them, them things. Majority of the time is they want to put on their own events and their pain point is they don't have any time to do it themselves and mm -hmm. it's not events is not in their area of expertise. So they really want to plan an event for their business to elevate their brand, such as business launches, product launches, networking events within for their business, for their company, but they just don't have time. So that's where my event man will come in to support them from start to finish, from finding the perfect venue to source the suppliers to on-site management 
on the other side as well, like you said, there's other small business owners into trade shows and expeditions. So that's why I come along as well with the eventuality and also supporting them on the day of the trade show. So that way, when um, people come to this stand, they can um, sell their services, sell what they do. And then I'll be in the background making sure everything runs smoothly for them. Have the clients that you worked with so far generally come from similar types of business background or is it a, a fairly broad spectrum? I, I suppose it would be useful to to maybe get an idea of, of, of the, the business sectors that, that some of the clients you've worked with so far. It's quite broad, actually. Um, it's either they come from a wellness and mm -hmm. health so they coach within the wellness, healthcare and mental right. health sector. Um, there's another yeah. sector, um, artists, uh, so creatives. I get lots of creatives, entrepreneurs yeah. who want to put on either a music event or um, a spoken word event, poetry event. So I would say my clientele range from um, coaches within the wellness sector as well how, as creatives. How difficult is it? currently to i suppose a get an events business off the ground given when you started it um and 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 the sort of the 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 way the event sector was feeling sort of post pandemic that that must have been usually difficult mm -hmm. a to get to get the business off the ground and and, and start building a client base but b it, in such a busy sort of competitive marketplace how difficult is it to sort of find an audience for some of these small businesses uh, how careful has your strategy had to be in terms of social media presence for some of your clients you know database building things like that Um, yeah, it was really hard during the pandemic to build uh, my clientele and to generate leads and clients, given that obviously during the pandemic, everyone was really scared. Plan events, where I came in on the spin of, let me help you with the strategy side. So yes, at the moment, we can't do any events in 2020 and things start to open up in 2021, but let me mm. help you strategize on forward thinking, forward planning, because events are longevities and see it as a long-term investment. So that's what I really utilise that time to really help and support my clients with event strategy as well as virtual event management, which I did quite um, event my clients, which is really, really good. Um, and in terms of um, my clientele and how I'll reach out them and how sensitive the industry I am in, um it's my strategy of my intent and how am i going to provide value to my clients to show them that planning an event is one event will help you increase your brand awareness and i tend to get traction from mm -hmm. instagram and also linkedin recommendations so i do i prior to hey events i did a lot of friends and family events and yeah. i got recommended so that's how i started to build up my portfolio through recommendation and word of mm. mouth uh, it, it's Excuse me. Um, interesting when I look at the, the small business side of things, because, uh, again, this is something that I'd, I'd like to ask. Were, were the clients very much uh, on board with the idea of doing events? Uh, and as you said earlier on, some of them just don't have the capacity within their teams in order to deliver them. Or have you also had experiences of working with potential new clients who have effectively needed convincing that an event could be relevant to them? Has there been a mix of both or has it generally been the, the, the first one that I described? 
I would generally say the first one, um, in the sense of you want to plan an event, um, but they just don't have time to plan it. Mm -hmm. So that's where I come in with the pain point of, hey, you don't have time, but let me take this from you, from your hands, because I know you've been thinking of an event for some time now, and you mm -hmm. just don't have time or the resources, in-house resources, the staff members are doing other responsibilities within the business where I can take that off their hands and your hands because I normally go straight to the CEO or director and um, mm -hmm. more as show them the opportunities from hiring myself from Hay Events to support mm -hmm. them. So I'll say it was the first um, point of they don't have time and they see the true value in events and they need my mm. support to help them. Mm. Value is, is often derived, particularly by sort of CEOs and that sort of, you know, boardroom director level um, person. Value is usually derived at, you know, pound signs. Um, and ultimately, events need a budget to run. So what's yeah. what's it been like working with, with, with companies who see the value in potentially doing an event, don't have the capacity to do it themselves, want to make money from it? but also need to sort of set a budget in order to be able to deliver a successful event. Um, it, 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 from from that sort of business strategy point of view, how in depth do you work with the client? Or is it very much just a case that they, they will give you a budget and say, this yeah. is the type of event that we want to deliver? Um, so generally speaking, they normally say this is the um, budget that we have, but then from there, I do an event strategy session with them to really right. hone in on what is their main purpose of the event, what is the objectives that they want to achieve from the event. And then I also do an event budgeting plan as well. So yes, they give me an overall budget of let's say 10K or 20K, but then I break that down to different sectors. Okay, so how much venue hire would be, whether they want day delegate rate, um, in terms of marketing strategy, do you want for um, advertisement and what is the return on investment? So I do a detailed strategy plan with them prior to their, um, prior to me, sorry, uh, starting my full event management service. So I would say, yes, I really have that personal one-to-one um, -one experience with my clients before going into the planning side. So it will be strategy, then planning and then evaluation. Hmm. And what about sort of other other revenue streams and monetization of things like sponsorship opportunities? Have you worked with clients that um, whose events that you're planning effectively present a business opportunities for other companies? So where they could actually be making money through through sponsorship opportunities with third parties? Is that something that you've got involved in? Yes, 100% of the revenues of how I um, present to my clients ways that they can um, get sponsorship and money towards um, their events. So, for example, I did an event for a client who owns a travel and um, travel industry uh, company, and she was sponsored by Google. Mm -hmm. Not only that, she was sponsored by um, Tui as well, um, EasyJet. So mm -hmm. the, all these big brands um, were able to buy into the sponsorship package and support the funding of her event, which was amazing. So that took place on the 30th of June this year. So yeah. No, <laughs> it's great. And, and it might seem an obvious question to ask, but, but, but obviously... <laughs> It's one of the, I suppose, when you when you look at the budget side of things for event organisers, um, that they, 
a lot of event organizers, particularly in sort of, um, I suppose, non-event related businesses, see it as just outgoing expenditure. I'm amazed at how often businesses often don't see that they could be making money back into their event by bringing in third party sponsors and people who might have a similar sort of vested interest in the audience that they're ultimately going to be presenting to. I totally agree with that. Um, people just see it as a luxurious, oh, I don't want to invest in planning an event. But gaining sponsorship is really beneficial because not only that um, you'll be seen and heard by their audience, they can also promote you as well. And it could be a collaboration ongoing. And this can help mm. grow your business to new avenues and help attract as well. So I really do push sponsorship because it is beneficial to small business owners. Mm-hmm. Does social media reach play a part in that sponsorship um, now? Is is it not just not just about the actual audience that may be there attending the event itself, but depending on the client that you're working with, if their social media reaches of a you know of particular value, um, I, I'm guessing that that's similarly going to going to present opportunities for sponsors 100 at the moment but social media strategy is on a high in terms of an event marketing and that's something that i really hone in for my clients as well if a sponsor has a, a high following on social media that can also attract people to buy in tickets to the event or also people are interested and keen to hear a bit more about their event as well so um, I always tend to ask my clients to collaborate with the sponsors by doing like an IG live or a LinkedIn live or a takeover Mm -hmm. so that way their event is being seen and heard not only by the sponsors um, audience as well as by them as well really really beneficial I feel gaining sponsorship and also implementing a social media strategy within your event marketing to, to give us an idea about um, the, the sort of the, the, the spectrum in terms of audience numbers uh, have the clients that you've worked with ranged it, it, the, the types of events that you've delivered for your clients ranged in quite varying sizes in terms of the audience numbers um, and what sort of challenges does that pose to you as an organizer when you might be flipping from one client who's running a relatively small event to another client whose event might be considerably bigger um, is it easily transferable or is it quite a difficult juggle for you as an organiser to, to work uh, with that sort of spectrum? Um, since to be ranging from like, let's say, intimate of 50 all the way up to possibly 250, 300. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say it's not difficult for me to transition from planning like a small mm-hmm. 50 person conference to a large scale networking event, just dinner for 350. Given that um, I've d- arranged and supported events of this caliber before, and I'm able to multitask as well. So <laughs> um, I think logistics comes into it and forward planning as well. So um, I love the variation that I get um, planning um, small scale events to large scale events. And I think it all comes down to being able to um organized and as well as um time management and um, just prioritizing tasks accordingly i would say but no i don't find it quite difficult to transition from a small scale to a large scale how 
important is it for for a company like yours and for other you know event organization companies out there and and and, and maybe smaller event uh, organizers to be tuned in to new business opportunities and you know today we've we've been discussing about how you are supporting smaller businesses and entrepreneurs in delivering their events um are you constantly on the lookout for for new opportunities new businesses springing up um new services being offered by individuals where you think actually they might benefit from from running some sort of live event Yes, 100%. <laughs> I'm always on the lookout for any networking events or industry events that I can actually talk to these small business owners and entrepreneurs and also um, associations. Mm. So the Federation of Small Businesses, how can I best support their um, associations and members within, within that association going to their networking events? Because they've got non-member networking events, which I might, may actually... Um, go into looking into the association but yeah it's, it's key for me I'm always on the lookout for networking events or industry events that I can put myself forward to support these entrepreneurs and small business owners. But what advice would you give to, to maybe other event organisers who are listening to this who maybe just recently started their own business because you know as you've said you know you looked at, at starting Hay events you know when you were still um, working elsewhere that there was a planning process you started it you know in 2020 and then and then went full-time in 2021 so it's, it is relatively speaking a, a, a new business um from an advice point of view and i'm going to talk specifically about geography here have you focused very much on working within the area in which you're based um so that geographically you can get out to see clients really easily so that you can you know develop that face-to-face -face contact as it was allowed you know when things opened up in 21 or have you worked on a wider geographical scale in terms of of clients and locations of the actual events At the moment, I've worked um, within my area, which is London, mm -hmm. but I do tend to get um, clients who want to plan an event outside of London. So I had a client who wanted me to support with a conference in Harrogate, mm -hmm. which was um, at the end of June, which was really good. And then I also supported him in Brighton and I've got one in Manta. So at the moment, yes, I do normally focus on um, London, but I can branch out to um, outside mm -hmm. of London. And in terms of my advice to um, someone who wants to start their events management company or agency, for me, I'm all about strategy and planning ahead. I didn't want to just leave my nine to five not knowing what I wanted to do. I use that time, like I said, to really strategize, really honing on who is my target audience, what is their pain points, really get to understand who I want to serve within my business. And I also got a business coach as well who specialize in events mm. management. So I utilize that time to really um, work with my coach to build up my strategy, to build up my plan of action in order for me to have a clear vision of what I want um, to do and happen in Hay Events and how best can I connect with entrepreneurs and small business owners to offer my services. So for my advice, it would be to really strategize and take time out to really think about who you want to serve, what is your purpose, what is their pain points, and what services are you going to offer um, that will help them and also your USB. What is your USB? There's so many event company and professionals uh, who want to start up their own business, but what is your USB? What 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 makes you different from anyone else? 
And I think for me is I really honed in on entrepreneurs and small business owners. No one out there has done that. And I did my research on that. So no one out there is doing that. Um, mm. So, yeah, I'll just say definitely research and invest in a business coach or mentor who can support you through your journey. Interesting. I'm, I'm going to throw not a, it's not a counter argument to that, but there are also I, I dare say you've been presented with opportunities, as I have in, in, in my professional life, that that come along almost unexpectedly and you might not be prepared for them. But it's a situation where you either say yes or no. And if you say no, you're likely not to get that opportunity again. Um, have there been also as much as you can strategize and plan mm. and prepare yourself for a business launch or you know, do your research in advance? I suppose you've also got to be prepared and geared up for those unexpected opportunities where they could be too good to turn down and you've just got to go with it. Yeah, 100%. There's sometimes when you're an entrepreneur, you're scared that you're not going to find any business or like, because I'm a freelancer as well. So you're scared, that, okay, one mm. month, I'm not going to get any income. So I'm going to take anything and everything. But for me, it's just make sure whatever you're taking, you can manage because you don't want to lead into a burnout and you don't want to feel stressed that money's not coming in and you gained a client who's not aligned with your values not aligned with what you want to do and what you want to serve but you gain them because you're scared and fearful mm. but 100 sometimes there is opportunities that you just want to take so when i first left my nine to five mm. i was like let me just take anything because i'm scared um but now it's i can selectively decide okay this, these are the people that i really want to attract and if i get this opportunity let me reevaluate how important it is and what value i'm going to get from taking this opportunity whether they're going to pay me less but there's a wider opportunity for them for exposure to me my hay events to be exposed or whether they're going to pay me more with less hours that so i can manage hay events as well as support with freelance mm. work as well so um yeah that's, what I think. that's interesting <laughs> and on a personal level does it has it given you a sense of, of professional fulfillment reaching a stage where maybe you can choose to work with people who do align with the sort of values that that, that you may have rather than as you said just saying yes to people because it's going to bring in you know a, another month's worth of income Yeah, 100%. It's, it's great um, to know that I'm able to attract clients who align with my vision and value. And um, I know that if I turn something away, they didn't see my value of what I'm charging them. I'm charging them a high ticket margin, high ticket price, mm. because this is my value, it's affecting my value. If I can't see that, I know that there's another opportunity that's going to come my way if I continue to be consistent and continue to put myself out there. I know there's always opportunities out there, but I need to believe in myself and that whoever's going to come to me, they will be aligned with my value and they can see the value that I'm going to be offering them in terms of full event management service as well as strategy. We've been, uh, we've been talking on the podcast today to Tanique Hay, who is the founder of Hay Events and has joined us from her base um, in London to talk about entrepreneurs, the, the, both the uh, the entrepreneurs and the small businesses that Hay Events serve in terms of delivering their events, but uh, also, and, and in some respects, I suppose more importantly, giving us a little bit of an insight into some of the, the values and the strategies that she put together when 
Technique started and launched Hate Events and how that journey has gone so far. Um, Tanique, thank you very much for joining the podcast today. It's been great to have you here. Um, if people want to find out a little bit more about what you do, um, how can they get in touch with you, things like websites, social media? Um, if there's any anything you want to throw out there, now's the time to do it. Yep, so feel free to follow me on LinkedIn. So my full name, Tanique Hay. Also check out my website, which is www.hayevents.co.uk. And I'm very much active on Instagram. So follow me at Hay Events, H-A-Y Events. For anyone who is an entrepreneur and small business owner, or if you are an entrepreneur and small business owner listening, please do not hesitate to send live events into your marketing strategy. So yes, thank you again, Jane, for having me. <laughs> I'm really sorry. We've just lost Tanique there just as uh, she was just wrapping up. But uh, I think she was just saying that uh, very much if, if any small businesses who are uh, listening to this today, um, please feel free to reach out to her. As you said, the at Hey Events is Tanique's Instagram and heyevents.co.uk is their website. Um, Tanique may just be able to get back on the line and join us before we wrap up. But whilst we're waiting on that, um, we can just wrap up here. Yeah, Tanique's joined us back on the line. I was just saying, Tanique, that, um, uh, that, that people can contact you uh, on uh, heyevents.co.uk or through Instagram at heyevents if they are a small business owner, an entrepreneur or somebody listening to this who just wants to find out a little bit more about your own business. And uh, before we wrap up, I was just going to say you can do the same thing with Event Industry News if you want to find out a little bit more about what we're up to if you are listening to this podcast today via one of your audio only podcast platforms don't forget that you can go over to eventindustrynews.com and check out the latest news features and supplements and of course all of the previous versions of our podcast they're all available via the eventindustrynews.com website if you're watching this today and you're already on the website hello to you thanks for tuning in don't forget that all of our podcasts are available in the opposite direction. You can go to wherever you get your audio podcasts from, search for the Event Industry News Podcast, and you can tune into the nearly 300, I think, episodes that are available to listen to covering all manner of information within the events industry. It brings us to the end of today's episode. Now, thanks again to our guest today, Tanique Hay from Hay Events, talking about the power of events for entrepreneurs and small businesses. Thank you to her for tuning in. Thank you to all of our guests for tuning in. And uh, we'll see you on the next edition of the podcast. Thanks very much, everybody. Stay safe.